Hello, you're listening to Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. On today's EG podcast, I'm joined by Paddy Allen, Head of Operational Capital Markets at Colliers and Chair of Pathways to Property. Pathways will be familiar to many of our listeners as a not-for-profit initiative run by Henley Business School at the University of Reading and supported by stakeholders in the real estate industry to increase diversity, social mobility and inclusion within the sector. It celebrates its 10th anniversary this year and has just launched the programme for its 2022 summer school, which returns in person after going virtual during the pandemic. Paddy, many thanks indeed for joining me today. For those who aren't familiar with Pathways, just start by telling us a little bit about the initiative and why it was established. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Pathways has been around for 10 years as an idea, really to kind of start to move change forward. And from our perspective, you know, over the last 10 years, we've really tried to, I suppose, bring the conversation two companies to start to look at how we can drive a more inclusive industry for the future. And so really the evolution is kind of a pathways over the last those 10 years has been focusing on a, not just the summer school, but also focusing on providing more support to, to students, um, whether that's through providing them work experience opportunities, mentoring opportunities, and also making sure that, you know, they they have the support throughout their career, not just on the kind of three days that they're with us, which I think is super, super important because, you know, one of the things I focus on and, and I say quite a lot is that, you know, I think the change that we're trying to drive is generational rather than just looking at it over a sort of two to three year period. So, you know, we need to make sure that we're nurturing that journey all the way through. So, yeah, so it's it's constantly evolving and, you know, we're very lucky to kind of have the support that we do. Okay, you touch on the summer school there. I mean, that that is one of the key offerings and and one of the things that is quite well known about the Pathways scheme. It's a scheme which is open to year 12 students from state funded schools and colleges in the UK. Can you tell us a little bit about the shape that that takes and and why and, and how it's important in opening young people's eyes to the possibilities in real estate? Yeah, so I suppose when we first started the summer school back in, the first one was in 2013, it was really focused on the kind of academia of, of real estate and, you know, uh, helping the students understand the technical side of things. And I think we quickly realised that that probably wasn't the barrier that we needed to really be focusing on what we needed to be focusing on was really driving the awareness of the of real estate as an industry and as an as an option for for young people and and sort of turning it into being this kind of well-kept secret amongst people who work in real estate to being something which is a much more outwardly focused industry and again you know trying to demystify some of the terminology so not just talking about surveyors and apc and things like that talking about all the different types of job you know that somebody who works in real estate can have so, you know, it could be anything from being an engineer, a marketeer, a construction analyst, uh, even down to somebody who works on a reception in a in an office building or a, or a build to rent building, you know, still technically works in, in real estate. And so it was about really trying to open it up and say to the students that doesn't matter what kind of skill set you have, there's probably a place for you in in the real estate sector. So really what we've done is kind of evolved, I suppose, the the summer school from being very focused on the kind of academia to be more focused on soft skills and awareness. So helping the students build their confidence, understanding how to present themselves, understanding how to present, understanding how to apply for jobs, 
and also you know making them aware of the, all the various paths into real estate no matter what their kind of skill set is so we run now a careers fair yeah we do big presentations i'm very keen on promoting role models i think you know getting the students to meet as many people as they possibly can you know on the summer school and afterwards so that they can really start to kind of build those relationships with people who look like them sound like them that they really kind of can uh, engage with and resonate with i think that's been probably one of the biggest issues that i've i've acknowledged doing what we do is that we probably don't have enough role models in our sector that speak to a more diverse group of uh, young people so that's something that i'm really focused on trying to trying to change at the moment is bringing more role models to the fore so that you know young people have people who they can look at in the real estate industry and say hey actually I, you know I, I look and sound like that guy and he's 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 he or she has had a great career so how can i be like that you know otherwise students can become quite disinterested when they don't see anyone that is from a similar background to them so that's something i'm very much focused on and what sort of response do you typically get from people when when they're coming to perhaps the summer school for the first time or, or they're starting on a bit of work experience um, as part of, of the Pathways programme? I mean, what what is the response from people when when you sort of open up the various possibilities? Uh, you know, does it resonate with people? Yeah, it, it does. I suppose if you ask any of the young people on the first day, you know, what they what their first impressions of property was, they'll tell you two things. They'll tell you Phil and Kirsty of uh, Location, Location and Foxton's. They're about the only two things that people kind of know. Yeah. And, and when they say to their parents that they're going on a, a real estate um, a summer school, they sit there and go, well, what, you know, do you want to be an estate agent? That's kind of really what the general public believes that real estate is you know is that we're all high street estate agents I think my parents probably think that I still am <laughs> doing that but you know I, I think it's really try, again trying to demystify that and I think when we suddenly really open up what is a, essentially a, you know this whole kind of Pandora's box of what we do in real estate you know that I think they're incredibly surprised and enthused we get such high levels of energy on on the on the course you know I think some of the some of the c-suite people who come onto the course and meet some of the students sort of walk away thinking gosh if I could bottle that energy and take that away and that enthusiasm and put that into my firm you know we would be incredibly successful and it's really because they don't know all these things exist and when they find them out they suddenly get really really energized and enthused by it so we just as an industry don't do a very good job of kind of promoting ourselves and what we do and the, all the creative avenues that there are. You know, real estate investment, development and operations are multifaceted, multi-layered businesses. And I suppose we just don't market that very well. So, you know, that is one of our one of our challenges is to try and really kind of simplify that and show show the students and the young people really you know, how there are thousands of different ways in which they can get involved in the sector. And in terms of marketing yourself and, and your ability to be able to reach the right people to perhaps come on to the Pathways programme, how easy do you find it to get in touch and, and to be able to access the right people? From the student perspective, it's it's, an, it's a challenge. It, you know, I think any any organisation that works with young people, it's a challenge because they're, they're very well safeguarded and rightly so. You know, there, there are lots of governmental safeguarding uh, restrictions that stop us from just going straight to schools and, and do all those things. And it's, it's totally right. 
that makes it a challenge for us to kind of really raise awareness amongst a lot of schools. And one of the challenges we had in the early days was that, you know, councils have stopped funding for careers advisors within schools. And a lot of careers advisors don't sit within schools at the moment they sit outside. So it's quite a difficult environment, the educational environment to navigate. So, you know, it's taken us some time to really do that. But now we've got some fantastic relationships with schools across the UK. You know, we see students coming back year on year it's really kind of old school word of mouth, really. Those schools talk to other schools. You know, we've spent a lot of time making sure we're building relationships with teachers, head teachers, parents, anyone who has influence over, you know, over young people who are looking to to forge a, a career in, in, a, in an exciting industry. So, you know, it's taken time. I think sometimes the, the view is that there's just a list of schools and students online and we can just go and pick it out. Unfortunately, that's not the way. Flipping that round in terms of supporters, you know, it's been an incredible, incredibly kind of fertile environment for us, I think, you know, in terms of the industry supporting what we're doing. I'm incredibly grateful and we are incredibly grateful as a project for all of the support that we've had. And I know that we've only really kind of scratched the surface in terms of our, you know, in terms of our current support, who, you know, I'd like to add have been incredibly sticky and supportive with us. One of the challenges of running a an initiative and a non for profit initiative is that you, you can't, sometimes can lose momentum in your in what you're trying to achieve. And like I said before, in terms of us being generational, it's really important that we we remain relevant as a as an organisation and our, our our mission remains relevant. And you know, I think I can only thank you know our supporters who've stayed with us since since day one. You know, supporting that and recognising that you know, really to make kind of change in, in the industry. It's probably 20 years, 30 years. You know, if we if we track the journey of a 16-year-old that comes on our summer school, if that 16-year-old follows a, a linear path into the real estate industry, they'll be knocking on senior management in 20, 25 years, maybe, you know, in their kind of early 40s. And that's really when they start to influence proper change from the top change will happen kind of in between that but you know the people that who really believe and live the change at the moment it's still a a generation before those guys get to a point where they're really influencing um, how companies are run so you know we need to be around nurturing and supporting that talent between now and then and hopefully they can then take over the baton once we've done it all. Over the last decade then just in terms of numbers you've had just over 800 young people um, taking part in the summer school and around 23% of those have gone on to study real estate and, and to enter the industry. I mean, when you reflect on that number, how do you feel? I'm incredibly proud. Yeah, I'm incredibly proud. There's no benchmark for what, we, what we're doing and, and the kind of change that we're trying to, to influence. Ideally, I'd love every single one to kind of come through and, and, you know, and stay there. But what's interesting in terms of keeping in touch with some of the students who have been through is that we may not see them in real estate but we've actually influenced a level of change and thinking in themselves to go and do things that they wouldn't have done before and they've gone on to be very successful in other industries you know I've got some LinkedIn connections with some of the guys who some of the um, students who came on the first one actually and they're doing great things in consultancy investment banking and all that and you know they still retain an interest in in real estate and I don't doubt that maybe in a few years time they might come back to the industry you know for having had careers in in other sectors so you know that's just the direct impact that we've had I think the indirect impact we've had is much larger and really you know for us I think that 
that I'm incredibly proud of that we're just sort of slowing down to speed up essentially and I say that a lot but you know it's just to really think about what are we trying to achieve what are we doing um, and getting the students to also think about it and living living their values a bit more in the work that they do and I think we you know as an organization the students who come through the summer school you know get a lot of those skills in terms of right actually saying this is how I want to be this is how I want to build my professional career you know I'm values driven as, as much as anything else so yeah I'm incredibly proud of what, of what we've done and I think the scary bit is that there's so much more to do <laughs> that's the that's the bit that's a bit frightening when you talk about so much more to do I mean what what are the thoughts and expectations in in terms of where you might take this? I mean I think as Pathways as an organisation I think we're an established kind of thought leader in the space now and we as an organisation will not be the ones that actually facilitate change and we'll be the ones that kind of I suppose we're the catalyst for it but we're not the ones who are actually going to do it we we don't offer jobs you know in the industry we don't sit in the board meetings putting the strategy together but what we can do is help support and help support the thinking and putting together of different objectives for companies to actually go out and and create positive change you know we are an organization that can really influence but we're not the ones who can actually do the doing and that's that for me is, you know, that's the next stage. That's the next bit of the next 10 years is actually starting to see, you know, more businesses actually living their values and, and doing the doing, you know, and, and seeing that real change come through. I think that will be when we really kind of, you know, we know we've done, we're doing a, a really successful job. At the moment, we've created the talent pool, but that talent pool needs to be, you know, needs to be employed and needs to stay employed you know in 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 the industry so that for me is is kind of the 2.0 the next what the 10 net next 10 years look like and you know one of the things that i've I've really enjoyed and i think is is very unique about pathways and what we do it would be very easy for us to just kind of call people out on bad behaviors and things like that you know we are an incredibly and what we're trying to build is an incredibly supportive organization that creates a safe area for people to come and discuss you know how they can increased levels of uh, inclusion and and reach out to underrepresented um, communities and people from underrepresented backgrounds you know without fear of of saying the wrong thing or you know not knowing what they might be doing and I think that's incredibly important that we that we do that and that we you know we say to our supporters and that anyone who wants to to be kind of advised on how to do things differently that you know there's a safe place you can have a safe conversation with us about how to do it because I think one of the big barriers around increasing diversity, inclusion, representation, equity, all of the different words within the sector is that people are afraid to have the conversation sometimes because they they're worried they might use the wrong language. They might say the wrong thing or they don't want to be seen to not really empathize or know. But that's absolutely fine. You know, I think we all need to start somewhere. So really, you know, the more people we can have developing that conversation over the next 10 years as well I think will will mean that we're being you know we're continuing to be successful. Mm. And on a practical level in in terms of supporting uh, young people with their journey into the industry I know for example that bursaries are available um, the the Worshipful Company of Chartered Surveyors I know that they offer bursaries and support with placements I mean what else can be done on that sort of practical level to really assist people on the next step? I think for us, we, we've looked at the earlier stages of, of, a, of a young person's career in terms of trying to understand the barriers. So, you know, 
we kind of give them the roadmap to understand who the firms are, who they can, can talk to, giving them student mentors so that they can ask the the basic questions of people, you know, their own peers. We've, you know, acknowledged through the partnership with the um, WCCS is the best way to, to describe them, but the Worshipful Company of Chartered Surveyors, that, you know, that now means that there are no financial barriers as well for students, because, you know, that that was obviously one that is, that is, is significant. I think the next practical pieces are really starting to around and in my head it's about how we recruit and retain talent in the industry I think you know we're certainly not perfect in terms of the process that we've got but we you know we have a good I guess a kind of a good funnel now of bringing the the students in you know allowing them to if they want to go and study real estate they can study real estate at any university um, and get a full bursary for it you know we're, we're setting up the support networks around them the next stage is making sure that they actually can use that education and use all the opportunities they've been given to really come and you know flourish in the industry so you know looking at our hiring processes i think is another is something that is is important looking at how we we bring people into and, and evaluate people you know coming into the sector and then looking at how we retain them as well because again I talk about that kind of generational change but we're kind of nurturing them at the, that kind of level where they're in their late teens early 20s but again they're not going to be really influencing big change until later on in their career and what's really important is that the, the students that come in today are supported all the way along up to those sort of c-suite levels you know i think when you look at the stats that are out there today and i won't quote any um kind of specifically but there's the stats of c-suite representation and diversity at c-suite level is still really poor and it may be that overall company levels of diversity and, and and inclusion are improving and that would that would indicate that we're getting a lot more people from underrepresented backgrounds in at the lower levels but we're still not seeing them at the kind of key management levels and and at the key the key decision making levels and why that's important is it because it comes back to my point about role models you know again one of the biggest risks is that we do all of this work and we do all this work on graduate schemes or apprenticeship schemes and what have you but the young people coming through still don't see anyone in those businesses that looks like them, sounds like them, talks like them, you know, that they can resonate with. And so they kind of hit this the ceiling, essentially, because they'll sit there and go, well, how do I get ahead? And they have to change their change the way they are and their values to be included in that space. And that's not what we what we want to be achieving. So I think, you know, that that for me is something that probably needs to be looked at much more by by everyone about how we you know we create that support network to make sure that we get that level of diversity and representation at all levels not just at the kind of the entry level and one one thing just to reflect on um it would be difficult to record this without some acknowledgement of the last couple of years and the pandemic um you're back in person with the summer school this year after going entirely remote for two years what impact has that remote working had not just on the scheme and and the summer school but just in terms of attracting talent at, at this younger level generally and, and just nurturing that i think there's there's been a, a kind of balanced effect of the the pandemic i'd say that the, the the positives of the last two years is that we've all been at home and had quite a lot of time to reflect on what's important to us and actually how we do life and kind of got got out of that whole being in part of the rat race and constantly running around and just existing 
And so I think, you know, we're seeing a lot more businesses now and people within those businesses really questioning, OK, what is it I'm trying to achieve here? What's important to me? What are my core values as, a, as an employee? What are my core values as a, as a business? So we've seen a lot more focus on that. And I think one of the, 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 the main kind of catalysts to that thinking was obviously that the murder of George Floyd and during I think it was May 2020, which was kind of in the middle of the first lockdown. And I think that really brought to the fore that social injustice and unfairness exists in in all parts of society today. I think it's probably it was quite easy to probably ignore it and think that it exists elsewhere. But I think the way that that the the protests and the discussion around that event spread across you know all parts of society and it touched everyone, I think you know really raised awareness amongst many groups that actually maybe we do live in an unfair society maybe there there are you know there are definitely still you know unfair unjust things happen and, and they're happening in front of us and I suppose it gave the people tools to see that and to understand that and call that out in a sense or do something but maybe not call it out do something better next time make a better decision next time if you see something like that so what that's done really for us is is raised a huge amount of awareness and people wanting to be a part of what we're of what we're doing and that for me, you know, has been has been fantastic because we've just been able to have a conversation with so many more people. One of the practical challenges really from the more negative side has been that we've lost the face to face contact with the students. I think, you know, that's incredibly impactful. And that goes back to what I was saying about role models and meeting people that they have a they have a genuine connection with. It is difficult to build those connections online. As I think we all know, we've got, you know, screen fatigue and all of that. It's it's easy to kind of maintain relationships but it's very difficult to create new ones and yeah part of the challenge from the demographic and the the students that we're trying to reach is that they they've probably become more isolated during the pandemic some of the students will come from very challenging backgrounds they'll they'll have a very chaotic home life so yeah whilst we've been able to put the summer school virtually what I one of the things I learned was that you know many of the students have their screens off you know, for various reasons. And it's quite easy to think and think, oh, they're playing PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. But actually, sometimes it's because there's so much chaos going on in their background. They don't have a private space to, to study in. And sometimes they're a little bit embarrassed by, you know, by their sort of situation. And, yeah, they don't want to put the camera on. So we've learned to acknowledge that and just live with that and, and try and, you know, again, let them know that they're in a safe space if they want to and they can talk. One of the positives that I was really surprised by was the access to IT. We, we had a whole session on really trying to make sure in the, in the first lockdown, making sure that students had enough access to IT. And if we had to provide people with laptops, we would do it. What we found out that actually wasn't too much of an issue. There were lots of really good organisations um, who were providing devices to, to young people so that they could remain connected. So that was, for me, was an incredible positive because, you know, it just showed that people are out there really trying to make sure that, you know, the groups that could be quite prone to isolation are not. So, yeah, we're looking forward to this year to just building those human connections again. You know, I think they're incredibly impactful. And the Pathways Summer School is running at the end of July this year. What are you most looking forward to? For me, it's the energy in the room. You know, it's, it's infectious. It really is. You'd be surprised, and I hope you're coming. Um, we will invite you <laughs> this year. But um, you'll be surprised by the the level of sophistication and enthusiasm and energy that the the young people bring to a project. And we ask them to do a project, and I I, I sort of do the kickoff on the last day. But when we see them on the last day, 
there's just a level of detail and sophistication they bring to an into um, a problem a development problem often that they knew nothing about two days earlier yeah they knew nothing about the industry they knew nothing about what they were doing and then suddenly they come up with these incredibly articulate and sophisticated ideas that you sort of sit there and think god we go to university for three years we work for 15 years to come up with the same solutions and they've done it in two days so you know for me and I go back to sort of what some of the, you know, the the leaders who sit in the room with us say is that, you know, if we could just generally bottle that, the way how articulate they are, how energetic they are and how much enthusiasm there is, I think, you know, we would go, uh, we'll go a long, long way as an industry. And if there's someone listening today who has had their interest piqued in potentially applying and, and perhaps exploring the, the possibilities that exist within real estate, what would you say to them? You've got nothing to lose by just looking up pathways to property and getting in touch. There are many ways to learn more about real estate and property and what we do than going on on the summer school. Yeah, we run an open online course that people can engage with as well. There are people who they can talk to. We've got LinkedIn groups. Um, there's a Facebook page. So, you know, there are multiple different ways that people can kind of get in touch and just start to start to explore, um, even if they have no prior connections or you know, understanding or, of what we or what we do. There are, you know, no no question is is a is a is a silly question. All right, Paddy, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure. Thanks very much, Sarah. That was Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at podbean.com and the EGI archive at egi.co.uk.